Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest today, Mr. Elliot Kay. Now, Elliot is coming to us from across the pond uh, from London, and he's the founder of Strategic Brilliant Services. Uh, he's actually a strategy mentor, uh, an international speaker, trainer, and author. He's author of Power to Succeed. Uh, he's done a tremendous amount of coaching and helping people understand why strategy is really important in your business, and I'm looking forward to talking uh, to Elliot today. Elliot, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure, and I know we're going to have a lot of fun uh, talking about strategy today. But before we uh, begin that, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? So the fun thing I've been up to lately is every Monday from now on is Daddy and Daughter Day. And the fun thing I did with my daughter yesterday, she's eight and a half months years old, is I went to soft play uh, and I watched her roll around, climb steps and sit in the ball pit and chuck balls at me and uh, that was a lot, a lot of fun, just seeing her face light up, uh, just running around. That was just a fun experience. And overall, the whole day was fun because it was up to Daddy to do everything, including nappy changes three times, I might say. Or I think you call them diapers, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Three times. And um, the, the, the whole day was just, just an incredibly fun day. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. And that's really what I live for, are those days. Well, that's wonderful. And congratulations on doing that. And I know it'll be a blessing to both uh, you and your daughter over a period of time. So, Thank uh, you. Elliot, uh, you know, strategy is one of those things that, that frankly, I think that people uh, don't really spend enough time thinking about. They don't think about how they can be successful. Uh, so to begin with us uh, with today on our interview, what I'd like for you to do is share your thoughts on 
really, what is strategy and, and how can it benefit businesses? Absolutely. Strategy is a long-term plan to get major results, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that is so, so important is because most people, to, to pick up on your point, are tactical. <coughs> Excuse me. They're tactical. So what they do is they do lots of short action to get them small results. Uh, and what strategy is an overall bird's eye plan to get a major result for the business. Now, of course, there's different strategies for different parts of the business, but it's important that they all come together for that one big major result. And that's why it's incredibly important for business owners, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a small to medium enterprise or business, or whether you're a massive corporation. No big corporation became a corporation without solid strategy. Um, Even if you run a business right now and it seems to be working quite well, in my experience, I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of business owners. Everybody gets to the point where they must be strategic. I, I think uh, you're 100% right, and I like the way that you describe that, that it's uh, so many of us really are tactical, and we're doing things that get small results instead of looking at things that can get a major result. So I, I love the way that you express that. So. In terms of uh, really thinking about strategy and how we can begin to change our mindset about that, uh, you have uh, talked about how important it is for us to understand purpose in our business. And you talk about something called the heartbeat part of the purpose of business. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, I mean, like many entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, I used to thrive on the whole idea that my business is really great and my idea is special. And of course, people want my services until, of course, they didn't. Until, of course, I, I lost my investment, I lost my property and ended up um, pretty much, well, I ended up bankrupt personally. Um, my business is one business survived, but barely. And a big part of that is because I didn't have a strong heartbeat to the business. And that breaks into three components. It's your strategic purpose, which is why does your business exist? You know, what's your big why? So your big why to your business, not your big why in life. Slightly different, although the two can link. The other part of the heartbeat is, of course, your strategic vision. Like, what is the big picture? What does it look like? And then, of course, the strategic value. What do you stand for as a business? Now, all of these have strategic values, and I know a lot of people talk about, oh, what's your purpose, and things like that, but there's five key components that build your business purpose. Is it okay if I go into them? Absolutely. Why don't you go right ahead? Thank you. Because most people think, uh, I'll just be, it's just my passion. My passion is enough. Now, building a business on passion only is unsustainable. So passion is the first part, but it's not the only part. You've got passion. Then you've got impact. What's the industry or the market space or who are the people you can make an impact on? Then the third component is the service aspect, right? What mm-hmm. are the services you can, you can offer to create the impact to serve your passion? 
Then you've got the financial piece, which is what is the size of the business you want to grow? Is it a six-figure? Is it a seven-figure? Is it an eight-figure? All perfectly acceptable answers. But the key question is this. Does what you're putting in the financial aspect support the lifestyle piece of your business? Because you build a business to support your lifestyle, not to consume it. So what I did when I lost everything or when I was losing everything is actually I didn't have a lifestyle. I didn't have a life. I was just operating on this passion and hope uh, and thinking that I was being strategic when I wasn't. So once you have a solid strategy, uh, strategic purpose, you then build the business to fulfill that, right? Mm-hmm. So the vision becomes a visual representation of the purpose. And your values become what you stand for as a business. It becomes the thread of the culture you want to build. And it becomes the people recruitment strategy. It's how you get the right people into the positions that you want. Without a solid heartbeat to the business, you're going to run around. You're going to, you're going to burn through time. You're going to burn through money. You're not going to be passionate about what you do. You're not going to want to build the business in three to five years to ten years. Right? It's okay if you want to build an exit business, by the way. I'm all good with that. But without a strong heartbeat, it's not going to get there in the time you could get there. I, I think that's a great representation of what the heartbeat uh, of your business really is. And I, I know that I've observed uh, people for many years uh, that start businesses or, or, or are leading businesses uh, where they, they have a passion for it. Uh, and they can see some impact that they're making with their customers. Uh, but they mm. don't think big picture. They don't think how, uh, how it's going to look uh, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. Uh, and, and so they wind up getting lost into mm. the everyday junk that business will consume uh, of your life. And so they become, instead of even thinking of strategy, I, I think you're 100% right when you say they become tactical. And right. so they just start doing their, their checklist. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. And, and they become tactical and it's checklist. And then it's like, oh, I must learn more about marketing or do more marketing. And then someone goes, well, no, it's your sales. And then they do more sales. And they go, well, actually, now I need to refine my marketing. And they just end up playing ping pong between sales and marketing, sales and marketing. Instead of looking at the broad side picture of the business and actually looking at the five key areas of the business, which need to work in harmony to achieve the big picture. But because they're not thinking strategically or they're not behaving strategically and seeing the big picture, they get stuck in tactics. And tactics is draining because also they end up doing what they don't want to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have seen so many <laughs> entrepreneurs that uh, are they they think it's all going to be uh, roses, and they don't, they start out with no real vision, no real purpose, uh, and the next thing you know, they're working eighty hours a week, and they're doing all of the strategy, uh, all of the tactical things that the business has to have done. And they're like, you know, gee, it, it was a lot easier when I was working for somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And because everything's provided, right? You just show up. Of course you work hard. 
excuse me, but then you go home and there's a, a paycheck and there's a salary. But you know what? Doing on your own is completely different. Or even when you're building a team, it's a completely different way of life. And here's the thing, right? A lot of people think that their idea is the next big thing. A lot of people think that they just need to be passionate, they just need to have a good idea, and it will work out. I was talking about someone earlier on, actually, on a call. And you know what? It's not about how good your idea is. It's how much a market wants it. Amen. And a lot of people, right? Amen. A double amen. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Because too many people, they'll go and build a business and wait for the customer to come or pray that the customer will come or, you know, hey, they start marking a product that maybe will or won't take off. Versus, and I can't emphasize this enough, doing the research, is there a market? If there isn't a market, why not? There's a reason for that. Do the research. If there is a market, great. How do we penetrate? If it's completely so unique and so new, then that still needs to educate the potential ideal customer. And too many entrepreneurs fall in love with their ideas and fall in love with how great it is, not what it can do for their ideal customer. And that is why most people end up working 80 hours a week, by the way. Oh, absolutely. That is exactly why. It, it is. Because uh, they don't do the research. They, as a matter of fact, they, uh, it, for those few that probably thought about research, it came usually after they got going. They realized they didn't have any kind of vision or purpose in, that they were following. And uh, then they right. may do a little market research. But you better hope that your money doesn't run out before then because ultimately, uh, you know, it's going to take money to sustain you until you get this part right. So, yeah, absolutely. T tell us uh, from uh, from your perspective, whenever you talk with people and you're helping them understand uh, a strategic vision. I know, I know you, you've got to have a, a strategic vision, not just a vision of the business, uh, but it, it's it's got to be more tangible than that. Tell us, uh, what do you yeah. advise people to start thinking about to build a strategic vision for their business? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, once you know your strategic purpose, remember, it's a visual representation of what you put in your strategic purpose. What I find is a lot of people have a strategic purpose and a completely different vision. And it's a bit like, well, how do you expect to get there if you're going in two different directions? It's a bit like me putting um, a street address or two street addresses in one GPRS. I'm never going to get anywhere, right? Right. Um, so the important part is when I advise, it's got to be tangible. It's got to be like, okay, if we're talking about the passion piece, what does that look like strategically? How are you executing the passion piece of the, of the purpose? If we're talking about the market piece, what's your vision for your target market? How do you see your product, your services, your business serving that market? When we're talking about the services, what is your vision for the services? When are they going to be launched? Are they award-winning? Are they global? You know, how are you actually visualizing these products making an impact? And, and, and of course, your services. Financially, what does your bank look like? You know, what does your turnover look like? How does it... You know, what are the different aspects of income you have in the business that make up this vision? And then, of course, lifestyle piece, get descriptive with it. I'm not talking about law of attraction here, right? That's not what I mean. This isn't a 
visualization workshop or you sit there, you meditate and it all falls into place. This is whatever you put as the purpose piece. What does it look like? Literally go tangible, go real. When you talk about the lifestyle piece, you know, what does that look like? I mean, ours is very simple when we talk about the lifestyle piece and the vision. And the vision is to create an empowering environment for our children, regardless of where we live, right? Mm-hmm. For the business part, it's like the business will allow us the financial stability and income through the different cash flows to allow us to supplement and penetrate the market to get the cash flow that we need to make the impact. Yeah? I mean, Absolutely. it's a lot. I can't go through it because we don't have time to go through literally detail. But get detailed because, again, then once you have a clear picture of it, even if you're not visual, it's a lot easier to aim towards where you want to go. So what I ask them to do is per section describe in great detail how they see that operating. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. And this is where most entrepreneurs just get it wrong, so to speak. Is they're too obsessed with right or wrong. It's like, don't worry about that right now. It's like Branson says, say yes and then figure it out. Visualize it first and then let's work backwards. Well, it certainly helps. And uh, uh, when, when I look at this uh, as far as strategy, uh, I, I want to make a comment and get your uh, your thoughts on this. It, it seems to me hmm. that the, one of the things that happens, even if people are really working toward uh, a, a strategy and a strategic purpose of their business, that uh, too often what they do is they start with their own perspective and they get so locked hmm. up in all the things that they're going to do and that they think and believe that they never stop and think that, look, uh, I really should be looking at this from two perspectives. One is mine, which I'm doing now, but the other is how, how does my business really appear to the customer? The person that's going to be buying right. what I provide, what does it look like to them? And to me, you've got to you've got to actually think about both sides of that equation in order to really have uh, a strategy that's going to make sense in the market. Is that a fair thing to say, or am I making it too simple? No, I think the, the whole notion, the whole philosophy is um, if it, if it, if it's not simple, it's, if you can't sit on a page and it's not simple, it's not going to work. So absolutely, one word, customer-centric, right? Right. You've got to be thinking about your customer all the time. You're building a business to serve a customer. At the end of the day, they're the ones apart from money. They're the ones that are going to make your business grow or die. Unless you're seeing your business through the customer's eyes on a regular basis, unless you're confirming and testing and analyzing results, then you might be doing really well as you think, but then all it takes is one change in the market, one shift, one thing comes to market, boom, you could lose them all, right? Unless you're in touch with the customer, right? Unless you're seeing your business with the customer, I'd say, you know what, in terms of um, if we could percentage, give it a percentage, I think we want to be 60% seeing it through the customer, 40% your eyes. Of course it's your business. Of course it's what you want to build. But unless they don't come, no one's going to buy. Oh, so absolutely. It is becoming, yeah, and it is becoming customer-centric. So I think the way you express it is brilliant. It's all about that. 
You know, uh, one of the things that that uh, is an outcome of having this thought process in reverse, where you're thinking about yourself so much, and the 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 uh, tactics that you're going to use to manage your own people, and not thinking about the customer, is that uh, many of the management and leadership problems that companies have have been, have resulted because they spent so much time thinking about their internal needs that they overlooked the customer and they created a myriad of problems internally because their management structure doesn't support the customer. Absolutely, absolutely. They become so obsessed with their self-importance or with their in-house policy or with their in-house culture that they forget who they're serving, right? There's a great book. Um, can I mention a book? Is that allowed? Oh, of course, absolutely. And it's, I believe it's by Jim Collins. So instead of from good to great and working out, you know, how to be successful in business, he reverse engineered and look at why did big companies fall. Fantastic book. And a lot of that is what we're talking about. They lost touch with their customers. They got too stuck in their self-importance or they didn't watch how markets are changing. And he talks about big, big, big brands um, that we all know you go, oh, that's why they collapsed. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a great, great resource to, 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 to check into. So How the Mighty Fell is a great, great book. Yeah, my, uh, my favorite example of, of that is if you, if you don't believe the customer decides, all you've got to do is go back uh, 100 years or so whenever uh, manufacturers were spending all their time building horse carriages and they, oh, yeah. they weren't aware that the automobile was going to be one of those disruptive technologies that all of a sudden made those things not very important anymore. And, and right. I, I think anybody can relate to that, uh, but I see technology companies d making the same mistake today. Uh, they think yeah. that my piece of software is gonna be here for the next 100 years. And, you know what, somebody that's brighter, that's been talking to customers comes in and says, wait a minute, the customer says they just want this. So and next thing you know, that software is not even used anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was the same when the typewriter came in. They, you know, uh, it was like everyone's on chalkboards and those who didn't stay on top got left behind. Typewriter, computer, computer, right? It's like, unless you're foreseeing or willing to listen to the market, the arrogance will bring you down. You know, Amazon, Jeff Buzan, you know what drives him every single day? Is the thought that one day will be, someone will do it better than him. Well, and so uh, right there, now, he definitely has competitors trying to figure out how to do it better than he is. <laughs> right, which is why he's so frustrating to the investors because he refuses to, to release any profit because all the profit goes back to do it better, better, better. But you look at Amazon, and they're continuously looking at what the customer wants and how they can provide it. I'm not going to get involved in, like, are they good, are they bad? That's not what I'm talking about right now. But he is absolutely customer-centric, and he's about continuous innovation because he knows one day someone will do it better. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what drives him. And unless he's ahead of the curve, you fall behind, especially in the technology space. One day Facebook, someone will do it better. 
Look at Snapchat. Snapchat was ahead of its game. Three billion was going to be bought out by Facebook for three billion. They turned it down, and now they dipped massively. I think they're coming back up slightly, but you know what? Because other companies release that technology. Instagram, Facebook, bang. Suddenly you're not the leader in the market. You lose shares. No question about it, and I think it's a good lesson for all of us to think. We've got to look at what strategic vision and how to build strategy in our business uh, thoughts every single day. Now, Elliot, I, I know that uh, people are going to want to know more about your work. Uh, why don't you mention how they can connect with you and uh, really learn more about the great things that you do? Thank you. Um, the best thing to do, really, is, is go to my website, and that's www.elliotk, so my name, E-L-L-I-O-T-K-A-Y.com, so E-L-L-I-O-T-K-A-Y.com. Um, and also, just if I may, I am doing an event out in L.A. in October. So if you just look at the event tabs, have a look there to the L.A. events. And I'd love to meet anybody that listens to your podcast. Come say hello, and we can discuss entrepreneurship, innovation, and everything we, we go through today, I'm actually doing there. So the best thing is the website, really, for that. Awesome. Uh, and by all means, if they want to connect with me, please, please do. Just, drop, just fill in the form. Say, hey, listen to your podcast. It's awesome. Let's talk. You got it. Uh, and for those of you that are listening today and exercising, uh, the link uh, to Elliot's website will be right in the post to make it easy for you to go and hear, uh, learn more about his work, and I encourage you to do so. Uh, Elliot, as, as we uh, kind of come to an end, I always like to give uh, action items to our listeners. And this idea about strategy, which is one of those things that I think people just overlook. They, they, they get too busy with stuff. So what would be hmm. your top one or two tips that you would give, uh, give us to start thinking about strategy differently than we do today? What would be those two tips that you'd want us to make sure that we take out today and begin to take action on? Absolutely. So tip number one is stop, <laughs> right? <clears throat> I would say stop. Look at your purpose piece. What's the passion piece? What, uh, I forgot what the second thing is, my mind. What's the passion piece? What's the impact piece? Yeah. Um, what services do you want to offer or do you offer? What's the financial piece and what's the lifestyle piece? Then, once you've done that, and do it properly, really right. Once you've done that, look at the business you're currently running. If they're not aligned, something needs to change. And that's what you need to review and make sure you're putting effective strategies to fulfill that strategic purpose. So that's my tip. Just do what I ask you to do. Stop. Even if it just reassures you that you're on track, great. But if you're not, something needs to change drastically. So tip number one is review your strategic business purpose. Step number two, yeah, that if you don't have a lifestyle, stop, you're building the wrong business, okay? And the whole notion of, you know, I'll kill myself and then I'll live the life, that's an old paradigm. Stop. Do you have time to do what you love? If no, you're building the wrong business. Start, reevaluate again. Those are my two tips. Because I, I everything in life is precious. Yeah. I agree. Life, everything we do in life truly is precious and we need to value it properly. 
Elliot, thank you uh, so much for sharing your thoughts on uh, strategy and business and uh, vision today. It's been very helpful. And we uh, thank you for being on the Manager Mojo Show and wish you continued success in all your endeavors. Thank you. And anytime you'd like to invite me back, I'd love to come back. Awesome. We'd love to do that. Uh, our guest today, Elliot Kay. Uh, he's the founder of Strategic Brilliant Services. Uh, and he's the author of Power to Succeed and obviously is a, a strategy mentor that gets results. Elliot, uh, best wishes and look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you very much. You look after yourself. I hope that you enjoyed uh, my interview today with Elliot. He talked about strategy and how important it is for us to have a strategic vision. And I think most of us really try to do our best with where we are and yet sometimes you need help. You just can't seem to get your team to do the things that you need them to do. I hope you'll uh, go to Mojo University and sign up for my leadership training site. Uh, when you go there, what you're going to find is real help things that will help you improve in your management and leadership career. I absolutely guarantee it. Uh, if you're not happy for any reason, just let me know. And I absolutely want you to be a part of our community. So go to mojouniversity.com today.